Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're going to be talking about friendship. And there are lots of different types of friends. There's acquaintances, there's people we do specific activities with who we might refer to as friends, but who don't really feel like they're as close a friend as what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about dear friends, the ones that really make our life better. First, I want to give you a definition of what a true friend may be, introduce my two fabulous guests, and then get into the discussion. So first, the definition of a true friend. This is from betterhelp.com, which I had never heard of before, but which I love their explanation. It's someone who has your back, no matter what. They watch out for you and ensure you're not in danger. They'll never purposefully lead you into making decisions that aren't good for you or hurt you on purpose. It's also a true friend will always have your best interests at heart. And I'd like to add that it's also someone you have a lot of fun with. Otherwise, it's not as much of a close friend, I think. For an open discussion, I have a couple of my closest friends as guests, and these are two of my favorite people in the whole world. They're ladies that have incredible spirits, and I'm really lucky to call them friends and as guests for the subject matter. My first guest I met in, believe it or not, 1980 when we were both zero, and we have managed to stay close friends ever since. We've moved out of the state together, had some great times, and times when we've hit a few bumps in the road, but those have just made the friendship even stronger. She's an incredible singer. She's a musician, and she went from managing an office with budgets and grants and accounting to teaching music at a charter elementary school where her kids adore her, and they call her Miss Melody. She's gotten groups together to perform at Renaissance fairs, produced an incredible album with some very talented artists. And I, I love this one of my favorite CDs that I have. It's called Faith, Hope, and Love. And she has three sons and one grandson. And this woman basically can do it all. She makes 24 hours in the day stretch into 28, I think, most of the time. And her name is Nancy DeMello. Hello, Nancy. Thank you for being here. Hi, Carol. Oh, you're, you're far too complimenting. <laughs> but I loved, I loved hearing it. And I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. My second guest, I met it also in the 80s, in 1988, when we auditioned for Oklahoma, the musical. She ended up being Lori, and I was Ado Annie, her best friend. She was the sweet and feisty ingenue, and I was the loud comedic relief. I'm not sure if I am a loud comedic relief, but that's okay. It was fun. And between the two of us, we've had, let's see, four marriages, three divorces, and unfortunately, both sets of our parents who are married close to 50 years that all four of them have passed away. And so we've been together through many different ups and downs, and I knew I could always depend on her to listen, to not judge me, and to be my backup whenever I needed somebody. She's been a legal secretary for years, and she's now instead doing exclusively what she loves, which is teaching and building voices. 
She has also a gorgeous soprano voice, and she's a wonderful accompanist and vocal director. Another incredibly creative woman, and this is Janet Rossman. Hi, Janet. Hi, Carol. And I uh, copy Nancy saying you've been very kind and very gracious. (laughs) And we'll talk later. (laughs) Thank you. It's great to be here with you, too. Thank you. Well, we wanted to talk about friendship today, and I, I couldn't ask for two better people to talk with me about this because it means so much, like I said, to have you as friends. And I know that you pretty much know what friendship is about because you are such good friends for me. And so I wanted to start in your opinion. I mean, what makes someone a true friend for you? Janet, you have an answer to that? What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, first there's got to be, um, I think, longevity uh, going through so many things in life and still staying together as good friends, still finding enough in common that you've gone through or that you believe or think the same way. And they're always there. They're always there for you. That and there has to be a certain attraction, you know, to the other person that you really like them. They have a lot of the same interests and passions that you do, which automatically, like in theater, as when I met Carol, it, you just instantly Boing, you know, you, you you get each other. And that, and I think what Carol had to say about not being judgmental, longevity, and just bearing with each other through years and experiences, finding out some things that you may not have thought of yourself that both good and bad, that you you learn from this person and you love learning from this person and they make you a better person. My story. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Nancy? You have something? I do, actually. Yes, longevity for sure is something that helps helps you to understand the true depth of your relationship. But another thing I find out, you know, usually when you become friends, is because you have something in common. You have the same beliefs, core beliefs, and and different things like that. But I think what makes a true friend is someone who allows you to be who you are with your differences. Someone who respects the fact that you have differences and understands and has compassion for the different places you've been, things you've seen, and how that has shaped who you are and why you respond differently to certain certain things. But also, like Janet said, really, someone who helps you get through stuff. And, you know, it's not important to just get through the bad times, you also need to have good times together. I mean, I think that's kind of an equal balance as far as like a true friend. You can do everything from boring to monotonous to (laughs) exciting to scary to sad to joyous to creating. I mean, they're just, if you can share all of those things with one person, then that's to me is really a true, true friend. Other friends or acquaintances or lighter friends, if I'll call them that, light friends, like Bud Light, light friends. (laughs) You know, you may only have one thing in common. Maybe you work together and you work really well together, or maybe you bowl together and and that's the only thing you do, or maybe you do theater together, but that's the only thing that you, but a true friend is someone that you know you could call day or night, happy or sad, and no matter what you're going through, whether they've experienced it before or not, whether they can truly understand it, whether they're coming from a completely different angle or viewpoint that they will love you and listen to you and be there for you. 
Beautiful. Thank you. And you know, it's funny because some of those answers were exactly what I wanted to say. So it's oh, no. shows how close we are. <laughs> but, and I do want to say sometimes it's true. You have to be able to go through fun times as well as you don't just want to have one person that all you ever hear from you is doom and gloom and help me get through this horrible time because then what fun is for friendship? Yeah. You need to have some fun with it. But I, I do find that it's very helpful when you have friends that they're willing to put up with maybe you think you did something stupid or you did something that you're just rolling your eyes going, okay, that was a lesson, but oh, and you're not afraid to tell that person because you really don't expect to be judged. And sometimes they may have insights as to why you did something that yeah. maybe you didn't have yourself. So I find that having that ability to confide in someone is really important for me to know. I'm not going to get the, the pushback on, what are you, an idiot? Because <laughs> <you already, laughs> sometimes you feel that about it already and you didn't really need that added to it. It's like, yeah, thanks. That's not why I told you. <laughs> but, but thanks for your comments. <laughs> <laughs> I had one that I really enjoyed because I think I really like my answer for this one. That there was a, a specific time that a friend made your life better. So I'm going to start with this one so you can't steal my answers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I've had a couple of them that were the hard times and then the fun times. The two hard times that I'm going to mention is when my dad died and it was like one o'clock in the morning or something, I thought about who I could call. My mom, I called just to let her know, but she didn't want to come down. I mean, my sister was out of the area and Nancy's in another time zone and I thought I'd want to wake her up at two in the morning. <laughs> so I thought, what am I going to do? And I called Janet. And having already lost your father, I'm pretty sure you did already by that point, but yeah. I know that you were really there for me and it made a huge difference. So that was really meant a lot. Wow. That was one time. And then of course, Nancy was there for me because she was the only one I talked to for probably about six months. And she's probably going at the time, rolling her eyes going, are you done yet? And I was trying to figure out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to figure out about my divorce and it wasn't the divorce so much as how I felt about what I was going through, not being that connected to my, my feelings because I didn't understand what my problem was, why I was unhappy going, well, what's the problem? And as I started talking, I started getting the idea of, oh, I get it. This is what it, oh, and there's this and oh, there's this. And, and I think Nancy had the same feeling when she was listening, going, why are you having a problem? Then hearing, oh, it's this and oh, it's, oh my, yeah, there's a lot going on. And so thank you for, and I don't know, I think I said it before, but thank you so much to both of you for being there for both of those times. But the fun part that I loved was on my zero birthdays, you've both been there for at least the last you know, 30 years. And uh, <laughs> nobody heard that. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> You're younger than us. <laughs> well, no, no, no Nancy, not the Nancy. baby here. Um, but for 40 was, I think, was that the Vegas one or was that? No, that maybe that was 50. That was the Vegas 50 one. 50 was Vegas. Oh my yeah. God. That was so much fun. My <laughs> was sister was there. My, the other Nancy was there. And my our friend Judy, who's since passed, was there. And it was a blast. I had so much fun. I'd never had times where I had that before, where I had people come together for me. And that was mm. so wonderful. And it meant so much to me. That's why I think when we hit in the 40s, when we hit the Santa Cruz and the really, Nancy was so upset because it wasn't <laughs> what she planned. It still was meant so much to me because people came together and they hadn't done that for me before. So before I cry, I'm going to pass this on to somebody else. So the question again was, was there a specific time that a friend made your life better? Go for All it. All right, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. In. 
So this is Nancy, so you all know. You know, just going back to birthdays and showing how long our friendship has been. I grew up really poor and we didn't really do birthday parties per se, right? We, My mother would bake a private cake, not a store-bought cake. The first store-bought cake I had, my grandmother had come out from the East Coast where I really hadn't seen very much. And I think it was like 11 or no, 12. I was 12. I was turning 12. And she bought me a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake. And I was like, whoa. You know, and nobody came. There was no party or anything. It was just family. But the fact that I got an actual store-bought cake instead of a homemade cake, I thought, wow, this must be a really special birthday. But, and I really didn't have any other birthday parties. And then when I was 16, sweet Carol, uh, we were in a play together. And so there were all these fun and exciting boys and other people in the play. And of course, I was just discovering boys. And she knew that I absolutely loved to roller skate, also showing my age. And she threw a surprise birthday party at the roller skating ring for me and invited a gaggle of boys and people from the show. And it was just so exciting and so fun and so different. And yes, just like just like you. And maybe that's why we throw you those birthday parties, right? Because you threw one for me when I was literally just a child and I had never really experienced that before. So I think sometimes friends do those special things that no one else would ever take the time or money or trouble or whatever to to go out of their way to make you feel you and you alone feel particularly special. That's one of my times. I have some more times, but I'll go ahead and let Janet jump in. Wow. That is so cool. And funny that Carol's name comes up again. When I had moved out, I'd gotten married and moved up to Seattle. And so we were far apart. My marriage fell apart, which, you know, nobody expects the Inquisition. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I really hid in myself because I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I had friends that I love, but I, I didn't have somebody that hung in with me like Carol did. She kept calling and come on, just and annoying her. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, it's Carol again. Um, <laughs> she really helped me realize how much I needed a good friend. I needed somebody that, I mean, not just an acquaintance that I enjoyed, but somebody that would help me come out of myself and, you know, not be so all self-centered. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm suffering. I'm suffering. But she really hung in there with me. And I I have never gotten over how much time (laughs) she gave to hanging in there with me and help get me out of it. Help me really kind of open up to trusting more friends, to being honest with my friends, feeling that I could trust them and tell them how I was really feeling and being accepted for that, that it was okay to be the cave dweller that I was for such a long time, but now it was time to come out. That was a big thing for me. I had really great friends when I was a kid going to grammar school, and then we had to move to a different school because we were on the Oakland-Berkeley line. Long story. So I just remember being in junior high. I had one friend, one, and I had always had a lot of friends. And so I really kind of, I think I just closed myself up and I just put up big walls because I didn't want to lose friends again. It was too painful. So, and I wouldn't let you. I just kept chasing you down. You wouldn't. <laughs> you were fantastic. And I still, to this day, don't know how you got that kind of, that kind of patience. But um, like pushing us. Yeah, yeah, it's it me. made all the difference in the world. You know, it was, it was amazing. And I, I learned to really enjoy my life more and open up so much and learn stuff about myself. 
Well, and it's interesting how when, it, and we can talk about other people outside the three of us, of course, but yeah. it's it's funny how we learn so much from our friends too. And it's not something that is out there that people talk about at all, that you learn things from the people you're with if you've been around long enough. And of mm-hmm. course, sometimes they're exciting lessons and sometimes they're painful lessons, but right. but you learn and hopefully you grow instead of casting off that person that might've been a close friend to you. Yeah. You learn who you are more, maybe you yeah. raise yourself up more, you become a better person just by having that friend. You know, my, my mom used to say, who would you rather help you learn and grow, if, even if it has to be in a painful way? A total stranger who does not care one bit about you or a friend who loves you and wants your the highest good for you? That's how I kind of get through the tough times if I have a friend or a family member who's there during a challenge and, and seems to be sort of maybe even the, the mirror <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everybody true. knows that theory, right? You know, or or the devil's advocate. When you've had longevity and you've had the whole gamut of experiences together, you realize, even though it might be a little bit painful, that yeah. I wouldn't want anyone else to help me learn this difficult lesson. Yeah. Anything else to add to that before I move on to the next uh, idea here? I just, it's so interesting to hear these responses and going, wow, that's what I thought too. <laughs> you know, that, you, you learn about yourself. And it may not be what you want to know. It might be, but the, you've got somebody who's not going to judge you. We'll just go, okay. You know, they're not going to, you know, I was thinking, you know, especially because of all the passion that's been going around with politics lately too, and hearing the other viewpoints and not judging them. And that's hard because you get so upset because you're so worried and you're so, why can't you see it the way I see it? And it's like, it's like, no, I'm not going to say anything to them because I had to learn. And my friends let me learn without saying, you are a jerk. Are you kidding? You really believe that? You know, it's just, they allow you to learn and they don't say anything until after you've gotten to the good part. And they say, wow, you've really changed. (laughs) In such a much better way. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, seeing, seeing things from the different side, too. It was only recently, yeah, because, you know, hey, we're in a really crazy political time. Just these very hours, you know, not to mention the whole year right. or several years. I knew I had discovered that I was feeling like the people who were voting the opposite way of me on certain things or for certain politicians or whatever. I was yeah. like, don't you love me? You want to destroy my life. You know, I mean, it's like, don't you understand that, that, that this is going this, I'm afraid it's all fear, right? I'm afraid that this is going right. to kill me, make my life just horrible or whatever. And that was kind of how I felt. And yes, just like you said, Janet, why can't you see it my way? Right. Well, then I was listening to a friend from another state who has a brother who is voting the opposite of her, who also happens to be voting the opposite of me. And she told me, and I had not told her any of this. She told me he pretty much said exactly that thing. If you vote that way, you are basically voting to destroy my life and make my life miserable (laughs) for the next four years. And it was like, oh my gosh, we are all thinking the same exact thing. I think Mm -hmm. we all want the same thing. I think we just are thinking that it's, we want to feel happy and safe and secured and be prosperous and have the world be a good place, you know, but we all think that one proposition or one person or one whatever is going to make it be that way. And depending on where you live or how you see it or your personal experiences, you might determine that that's going to come in a different shape or form or with a different law or a different elected official. I had to realize that 
they, they're not the enemy. These are, these really are my friends. And even the people who aren't my friends, they just want the same thing that I do, that we just see it coming right. from a different place. Then all of a sudden, yeah, because I even was thinking, wow, I, I, I might lose some friends over this, right? And people didn't used to share their political viewpoints. Um, and sometimes I didn't even have one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in a time when everybody's vehemently sharing on- And losing their minds, stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah, because it, there's so much fear. Um, I was like, no, am I going to lose these friends or these family members or whatever forever uh, because, you know, we don't see eye to eye. And and, and anyhow, my point is I came to the conclusion that, you know, a true friend will realize exactly what I just said, that we all want the same thing. It's the whole just like me, right? Just like me. Uh What is the motivation? Just like me, this person just wants to feel loved. Just like me, this person wants to feel secure. Just like me, you know, and and then it then you start, yeah. then you suddenly start to realize that you can be friends with people who have vast differences of opinion or lifestyles or whatever and you don't have to be exactly the same to be really good friends true mm-hmm. allow 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 yeah do you find that's the biggest challenge of being a good friend is allowing them to have their own opinion <laughs> well it is a challenge <laughs> some days it's always that slap in the face when you realize that they are different, right? And you're like, no, I thought we were exactly the same. But, you know, sometimes I think it's our differences that that make this world such a beautiful place too, right? And sometimes I think, well, I'd be pretty close-minded if I didn't at least listen to their differences, right? So can it be challenging? Yeah. And sometimes we try to convince them or they try to convince us and I mean, that's all part of the growth process, right? Having your eyes open and being open-minded to and, and seeing both sides of the coin. And that's really where a good friend can come into play because you're more willing to listen and to have compassion for whatever angle they're coming from. If they're a good friend, it's easier because you don't want to see them as the enemy, no matter how different you might be. Couldn't say it better. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. That but was, to- it's so true. And what's more important, the friend or the the politics? And that we've built up these relationships with our friends and people we really love. And, you know, yeah, it's great. It'd be great if we all thought the same, but it's not going to happen. You know, sometimes it does. And then that tends to be the people that we hang out with a lot. So we can, you know, get some sympathy. We can get some comfort being around people like that. Indeed. But it's, but nobody wants to lose a family member or a friend because of that. And so you just kind of skip on to the next topic and move along. If well, yeah, they'll let yeah. you. <laughs> Some yeah, people they get stuck you. on something and they go in circles and you're going, just move on. Let me kind of change yeah. the subject and they won't let you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the politicians will be in and out and in and out and the laws will change, right. you know, but that friend, if that friend's been there, say 40 years. Um, <laughs> who, yeah. So who would that be? <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but the politician will never be. And you know what? That friend is the one who's going to pull you, your car out of the ditch for you or, mm-hmm. you know, bring you a meal when you're sick in the hospital or, or your family a meal when you're sick or not feeling good or laid up or, And I don't know, know a politician who do that. Plow, exactly. That was exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Plow your snow for you, you know, or whatever it is that, that you need. Be in a listening ear at one or two in the morning when you need to talk to someone and the politicians mm-hmm. will never be. And we need to just keep that in mind. Good. Is there, I was just thinking another thing that I have trouble with, with challenges for being a good friend is just that I want to fix them. 
want oh, God. Because <laughs> it's like you have a different opinion. It's fine. But if you only, it's like we we're saying before, if you only knew it my way or you're having an issue and, oh, I know the answer. Let me help you. And being a life coach now, I've learned so much about how not to do that because yeah. people don't get it when they, there's only a few people I think that need you to actually hit them upside the head and say, listen, what about this? Unless uh-huh. they ask your opinion, it's not going to get through to them. So you almost need to be able to not, you know, just to listen and to ask more questions, draw them out and say, so how are you feeling about that? Why are you feeling that way? What's it about? And so when I put uh-huh. on the life coaching hat now and I go, instead of force feeding my opinion down somebody's throat who's a friend, I think we get a lot farther and I feel like people don't push back so much. You don't get the the argument going, you don't know what you're talking about. And then there's the argument and they go away and you're going, oh, that's not what I meant to do because I wanted yeah. to keep the friend. Yeah. But that, so that's one of the things I, I struggled with a bit before, especially. Well, I think you've made a lot of progress that way. I mean, just when you and I were working a couple of years ago, you know, getting to become like, what do you want to do? I want to teach. I want to work with voices and stuff. And how do you get there? And you were so open and non-judgmental suggestions if I wanted them, tools, Mm -hmm. how to get there. But it kind of changed from our friendship into more professional relationship that you just easily stepped into on that. So that was really, that was very helpful. And look at me now. I'm out of law. (laughs) Are there any other challenges that you find with trying to be a good friend? Nancy, did you want to discuss that? (laughs) Yes. Well, no, apparently I did. Actually, I just didn't want to be rude. I like Um, well, it's funny that Carol mentioned us trying to, to fix our friends. When I was thinking of a time when I was a particularly bad friend, my friend was so messed up and I let her be messed up for many, many years. And then after a while, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. So I tried to fix her. And then I tried to like, literally like hands on, like, look, you know, if I was, if she was Gumby or something, I'm like, no, do it this way. Be this way. Can't you see what you're doing? Whatever. And it actually did ruin our friendship. And it was really a shame because we were friends for like 20 years, which uh, in my opinion, she was not growing. And I just got so tired of her lack of growth that I tried to force her and it, it hit a snapping point. My opinion of growth, of course, right? Because like, as if I know everything, right? <laughs> but but um, yeah, and so I think when I read that question earlier today, I was like, that's both where I have failed as being a friend, as well as one of the, the things I value most about a, a really, really good friendship is when the other person just allows you to be who you are. They can kind of like wave little flags and see if you take the bait or whatever, but nobody has ever broken my arm or, you know, twisting it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Twisting it so hard to try to force me to be what they want me to be. And and there's nothing greater than being truly accepted. And I, I that was when I was a bad friend was when I did not truly accept someone for who they were and their limitations, you know, like expecting someone with one leg to run a marathon, right? And mm-hmm. I had to learn that one the hard way. You know, you may not be able to see it because it's inside their brain, their heart, their head, their emotions, whatever, but she wasn't capable of doing what I thought she should do. <laughs> If that yeah. even was what she should do. I mean, who's to say, right? We all learn in our own way. Yeah. Janet, do you want to add anything We're else? We're all on our different journeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So if we don't have any more challenges, I guess then the question is, kind of goes right into it. I was thinking about it. What makes a bad friend? For me, it's not only trying to fix somebody, but when 
you talk to somebody, and I think Nancy and I may have talked about this before, when you hang up the phone from somebody or you leave them and you get in the house and you just end up in a puddle going, I'm so exhausted, because they just pull all the energy out of you. They suck you dry. That's, that's what it really friend. feels like. That's not a true friend. And that's when somebody has a hard time and you're with them, you should be fine because you don't feel like they're sucking you dry. It's a different kind of feeling. But when you hang up and you go, oh my God, I can't talk. Or you see their phone call and you go, I just can't take that call. <laughs> I just can't. I can't take that call. Yeah. And when you get yeah. there, it's like, this is, I can't be a friend with this person anymore. Do I have the time? Do I have three hours to give this person? If that's how long it is that you're normally on the call with them. With them. Am I professional? Am I a professional therapist? <laughs> well, and as a life coach now, you know, it, sometimes that's what I feel like I'm being with. In the past, when I had like, especially one specific friend, it's like, I would get on like a call with this person and I would not say a word. And you know how much I talk. I wouldn't say a word. <laughs> and for most of it, I try to say a line here and there, get, you know, ask a question. I sound like I'm interested going, how many times are you going to repeat the same thing over and over again and suck? And by the time I'd hang up, it was like I had called this person to tell them some good news. I never got a chance to even tell them because it was always, and sometimes it is all about you when you call somebody because you have an issue coming up when you're a friend. But yeah. when it's always about the other person, yeah. then it's like, um, hello. I want to talk here. about me. I want to talk about, I want to talk about number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's about me today. <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> you want to share, you know, good or bad news, but not yes. always, yeah. always about the other person. So Balance. that's to me what makes a bad friend because they're not really being a friend when it's always, always about them. Yeah. It's got to be back and forth and the other person, you know, stopping long enough saying, so what's going on with you and knowing what's going on in your life instead of, oh my God, you'll never believe this. It's like, yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't call me again. Yeah. That's not a friend, even though you've, and that's hard. It's very hard to stop a relationship with somebody like that, even because you've known them for a long time. You've shared a lot of things with them. They've done some beautiful things for you, some very caring things for you too, but it starts breaking you down when it comes down to this all of the time, you know, like, oh, I'm so, I'm such a victim. Oh, this is happening now. It's like, can we just chill out for a moment and just like talk about something else? It's very hard. And I know more, more of a new mantra is life is short. Surround yourself with friends that make you feel good people that make you feel good, people that are positive, people that are, you know, learning according to the way you think about learning and who are evolving and stuff. And just choose that you don't have to remain faithful to that person who was a friend, but really is not anymore. And it's okay because we all have our journeys. She or he is on this journey. I'm on this journey. And, you know, we grow apart just becoming the people that we are and trying to make something still work that was like back in high school or back in your 20s, like when you're in your 60s. It doesn't. Who's in their 60s? (laughs) It's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm in my 60s. Guys are punks. <laughs> and yet, I love you. Yeah, that you uh, you learn how to take care of yourself better and know who your true friends are because they support you. They care about you. I had the best thing happen to me this year. It was so cool. You know, my my birthday was in April. And in March, you know, we all had the, the shutdown. And so my friends came up from like a half hour and they all had like a, this big birthday banner and they came outside our house and sang me happy birthday because we couldn't get together to celebrate like we had done, you know, with our group so much. And I was like, I can't believe you guys did this. 
it was just, it was so cool. It was so happy and seeing so many, which is, we have a special group that meets every Monday, but to see them all out there and, you know, what they had done for me, it just was so, it was so touching. It was just, it's just a fantastic memory. And like, you love me. <laughs> and plus they're all singers. So that was really nice that they sang to you. Yes, and like everybody are. was in the in a different are, key. Yeah. That's always like. So it sounded really pretty in our neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the thought, but stop singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to put one caveat out there for everybody who's listening that sometimes people are going through a hard time. So maybe you give them a break if they've been a friend for a lot of years, like with me and Nancy gave me a break when for six months or so I was talking about going through all of these negative things for before the divorce. But then you hope that they'll snap out of it at least a little bit from time to time as they grow. And if they're there two or three years later and they're still sucking your dry, then you need to go, okay, maybe I'm kind of done. But you need to give them yeah. some time and some leeway because everybody heals at a different speed. So that's, so and that's what friends are for too, is to be there for you. But I do find sometimes I like to help people when they're going through a hard time after I've been there for them for a while to kind of find something funny to talk about, something to lighten their spirit. So I go, yeah, I was just trying to lighten the mood a little bit so that you could feel a little better. And I'll even say that to them after I say it and they'll laugh. They go, stop making me laugh. I'm going to cry. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. I just want to help you kind of like feel a little better for a minute. And then you can tell me what else has happened. And they're like, oh, okay. But if they won't lighten up at all and they keep going back to the same thing over and over and they've been there for years, then yeah. Okay. I yeah. Agree. <laughs> There's only yeah. so long you can hang in there because some people just, they won't get beyond the victim thing. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of unattractive. Well, so- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes friends are there for a reason and a season for sure. Oh, um, good point. Yeah. And sometimes when a friend is going through something and it seems difficult, and then you find yourself one, two, 10 years later going through the same thing, you're like, oh, I'm actually really glad I went through that with them. Now I know how to go through it. And, you know, yeah. with experience and, and the possible outcomes and, and more graceful ways to get through. But as far as the, the friends who uh, get stuck in a downward spiral, because heck, don't we all? Right. I remember one time a friend, I was on the phone with a friend and I didn't even realize I was in a downward spiral. And all of a sudden they started asking me about my kids. And I was like, what? Huh? (laughs) Okay. Uh, They lived in another state. So I thought they truly were genuinely interested. Right. And I started talking about them and, you know, it was really only a few moments, however long that was later that I found I was in a different mood and I was thinking about different things. And then, and then it hit me like a ton of bricks, that aha moment where you're going, you tricked me. (laughs) Was that me? (laughs) You know, instead of shaming me or, or slapping me or whatever, you know, that they had done it on purpose. Now they never said anything. I never said anything, but I knew it and they knew it, right? That sometimes a friend uh, has that magical way of helping you shift gears. And how glorious is that? True. Wow. Well, it's time and we need to cut this short. So I hope that you'll both be willing to come back and finish the conversation next week. What do you say? I Me agree. too. So, I love let's you do it so again. much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both so much. So thank you for being here today. And please come back next week when we'll continue this episode with more friendship information, how to keep them and maybe where even to look for new friends. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application.
Until next week, remember you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect the number two joy.com. <laughs>